0: good evening, and welcome to another episode of Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Welcome to my home here in beautiful Lime Bay. How you doing? Everything, everything working out well for you with uh with the week. It is a Wednesday, of course, middle of the week. So, well, we're kind of halfway there. It's it's Hump Day, as they call it. Yesterday, Tuesday, is I'm told the dullest day of the week. So today, things must be on the mend. We're halfway there. Two more days. It's so a weekend. Happy days. Thanks for joining me once again for our regular late-night visit to those dusty studio archives of old-time radio shows right here at my home on the south coast of the United Kingdom. I'm Brett, I'm your host for our nighttime podcast. Welcome to another episode. Please don't forget we've got Facebook, we've got Instagram, we've got YouTube, they're all called Brett's Old-Time Radio Show. If you could check them out, well, that would be just flippin' brilliant. Also, there's a supporter page at patreon.com forward slash Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Time now to crack on with our Wednesday night adventure from Rocky Jordan. This one first broadcast on the 5th of March, 1950. It's called The Secret of Wong Lee.
1: Now Del Monte Foods brings you a world of adventure with Rocky Jordan.
2: Honored, Mr. Jordan. I am Hasing.
3: Oh, how are you, Hasing? What brings you to the tambourine?
2: I come as servant of Dr. Wong Li.
3: Dr. Wong Li, of course. How is he, Hasing?
2: His years are very many. Dr. Wong Li requests your presence at his humble dwelling at the hour of eight.
3: Well, this evening? I'm afraid I'll have to send my regrets, Hasing. You see, I've made other plans.
2: Mr. Jordan? Yeah? Dr. Wong Li says That the invitation of a friend is not given lightly, nor yet lightly received.
3: But some other time, I know he'll understand.
2: Dr. Wong Lee says that the time grows short. What you are to see, you must see tonight.
3: And what am I to see?
2: You are to see it, Mr. Jordan, not hear about it from me.
3: This begins to sound like more than an invitation.
2: Dr. Wong Lee awaits you then at the hour of eight.
1: Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods Yes, Del Monte, the best-liked brand of canned fruits and vegetables in the whole wide world Takes you now to the Café Tambourine in Cairo Gateway to the ancient east Where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against a backdrop of antiquity Tonight's Rocky Jordan story, The Secret of Wong Lee.
3: I'd been all set for a big card session that evening, but then Ha Sing floated into my tambourine office with a last-minute invitation from her employer, Dr. Wong Lee. She gave it just the touch of mystery that said I couldn't refuse. So a little before eight, I was on my way to Dr. Lee's house. I'd first met the aging Dr. Wong Lee a couple of years before. It turned into a real friendship as I knew him better. He lived almost like a patriarch over a colony of his people near the old Chinese quarter. They had him to thank for the wise decision he'd made when they first came to Egypt. To discard all their customs and manners and take on the ways of their neighbors. Because of that, they had prospered. And no one was more highly respected on the streets of Cairo than Wong Lee in his dark, continental style of dress. I was still wondering what this was about as I rang his doorbell. Ha Sing let me in. As I stepped onto the deep carpet of the outer room, I wondered even more.
2: Dr. Wong Lee awaits you, Mr. Jordan. This way.
3: Ha Sing, is that incense I smell?
2: It is the incense of jasmine, which Dr. Wong Lee ordered to be burned this night.
3: This starts to make no sense at all.
2: Please to
4: enter. Mr. Jordan comes, Dr. Lee. You bring honor to my house,
1: Mr. Jordan.
3: At first, I didn't trust my eyes in the subdued light of the room. What I saw was like a piece of jade set before a magnifying glass. But I know it was Dr. Wong Lee seated there. Not in continental dress now, but head to foot, robed in the full costume of the Mandarin.
4: Will you not be seated, Mr. Jordan?
3: Yes. Sure, Dr. Lee. Oh, it's uh, it's good to see you again. Again, I am honored. Look, uh, maybe I have no right to ask. But uh, do you not come as a friend? Oh, it's the incense, the clothes you're wearing, the things in this room I've never seen before.
4: I thought you passed all that up. One must never be fooled by the outward veneer that my people have assumed of necessity, Mr. Jordan. It was never possible for us to leave behind entirely our philosophy and our traditions. We are still Chinese. Oh, of course, and you're entitled to your way. It is my hope that you will understand, then, my point of view, and in so doing, what you must see here tonight. Hasing said something about Above that. Of all else, Mr. Jordan, you are perfectly free to tell anyone what you have seen here. Such is my wish.
3: And actually, I'm afraid I don't follow this at all.
4: In but a little while. Then let's put it this way. Why me? Why was it me you sent for? Because, Mr. Jordan, I have long known that you live by a strong code. One all on your own but one in which I can place my trust. That's something I didn't know. One sees so much more from without than from within. It is always so. Dr. Lee, were uh, you we waiting for somebody? Ah, Mr. Jordan, now it is you who see into my mind. It is as you say. Dr.
2: Lee, it is
5: Mr. John. McClure. Give the introductions, Do- I can find you, Dr. Lee. He
4: is expected, Hasing. He may enter.
5: Yeah, you can to that.
4: Now, look here, Wong Lee. There is another guest, Mr. McGrath. May I present Mr. Jordan? Hi, McGrath. Jordan?
5: I don't know that I've ever heard of you. Now, just what is this all about? It happens you know as much as I do. Well, I ain't so sure. There's something funny going on here, and I say we clear it up right now.
4: If you will be seated then, Mr. McGrath.
5: I'll take it standing on my own two feet. Uh, come,
4: Hussing. Pour now the tea for my guest. I don't want none of your blasted tea. Are you then, Mr. Jordan? Oh, thanks. Get on with it, will you, Wong Lee? You see, Mr. Jordan, our good friend learns not the lesson of oriental patience. Yeah, (laughs) and it happens I care a lot less. Very well. We wait no longer. Hsing, bring to me the ivory chest. Set it here on the table before me. And now you will leave us. Go from the house.
2: From the house, Dr. Lee?
4: And quickly, Hsing. I need you no more. As you command.
5: By the shades of the horn spoon, I've had enough of this scuttlebutt. Now, what's in that box? Everything, Mr. McGrath, and nothing. Here? Well, open it, if that's what you're leading up to. Now, let's see it. As you wish, Mr. McGrath. And now, you see? Dr. Lee, don't. Hey, Jordan, it's a gun. Grab him!
3: Give me the gun, Dr. Lee. Give it to me.
4: No. It is best that I keep it here. Are
3: you crazy? Do you realize what you've done?
4: Even as you have witnessed, Mr. Jordan. Why, then? Why? I only repeat. You are free to tell whomever you like what you have seen this night in my house.
3: Dr. Wong Lee carefully laid the gun back into the ivory case and closed it. I stood there, not knowing what to do or say. Finally, I got out. Well, the police had to know that's what Dr. Lee wanted, so I started for headquarters. But then something made me hesitate. Maybe it was the feeling that none of this was real, or maybe the way I'd always felt toward Dr. Lee. Anyhow, before long, I was seated at a back table in the tambourine, trying to get it settled in my mind. Hey, Chris.
6: Yeah, Rocky? Get you
3: something? No, no, no. Tell me something. Anything I can. What's eating you, Rock? Supposing you'd just seen somebody, a man respected by everyone, a friend you'd known to be good in every way. Supposing you'd just seen him commit a murder? Hey, maybe I had better get you something. Tell me, Chris. Oh, well, gee, I don't know,
6: try and forget it, I guess. I guess you'd get the cops and break clean.
1: But me, I I don't know if I'd have the nerve.
6: Thanks. (laughs) Guess we're both lucky we don't have to decide anything like that, huh, Rock?
1: Hey, where you going, Rock?
3: You just got through telling me. Ten minutes later, I walked into police headquarters asking for Captain Sam Sabaya. He was still at his desk, and there was somebody else. A man with neat gray hair and a pink face who kept wearing a path across the floor. Sam glanced at the clock on the wall and then back at me. Sam, there's something i got to tell you. Yes, I've been expecting you, Jordan. Jordan?
6: Did you say, Captain, this is Rocky Jordan? It is. Jordan, you must meet Mr. Elworth Girard, the attorney for Dr. Wong Lee. Mr. Jordan, please, I must ask Go on, you... Sam, let's say the rest. Dr. Wong Lee has just turned himself in for the murder of John McGrath. He says that
4: you alone were there to see. But it's incredible. I cannot believe that a man of his stature... Uh, Mr. Jordan, we'd better discuss this alone. What i got to
3: say is for Sam, nobody else. But
6: think, man, you you were his friend. Was I? Mr. Gerard, will you kindly wait outside? Very well, Captain Sabaya. Jordan, it is now past 10.30. John McGrath was killed more than two hours ago, yet you wait until now. I'm here,
3: Sam. Isn't that enough? Were you at Dr. Lee's house tonight? I was. And what did you see? I saw him fire three shots into John McGrath, killing him. I was his witness. He wanted me to tell what I saw. But he didn't say why.
6: Nor will he say more to us. I'm convinced that he firmly intends to keep it that way. The hearing is set for tomorrow morning. I will expect you to appear at the court at ten.
3: Is that all there is to it? This is an open and shut case, Jordan. There has to be something behind it. Who was this McGrath?
6: The seaman's card was found in his pocket. Beyond that, the important fact is that he's now dead. Why, Sam? Why would a man like Dr. Lee do such a thing? Jordan, are you trying to condone a deliberate premeditated murder? I'm just trying to see more than that. Oh, naturally. I am fully aware that you will not let this rest. However, I have no authority over your movement until 10 tomorrow morning. Be there, Jordan, and make no mistake about it. Oh.
1: Del Monte Foods is presenting tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. One of the big problems every woman faces when she serves meatless meals is to make the family feel they've really had something to eat. And that's why so many women depend on Del Monte tomato sauce. You see, the rich, satisfying goodness of Del Monte tomato sauce has just the zest you need to perk up the flavor of the food you cook with it.
3: And
2: that's mighty important right now. It's such a problem during Lent, finding appetizing substitutes for meat dishes.
1: Yes, cheese, fish, or egg dishes always have extra flavor interest when you cook them with Del Monte tomato sauce. It gives them a heartier, more delicious taste. Del Monte tomato sauce is the original tomato sauce, you know, made especially for cooking. It's not too bland, and it's not overly spiced, either. It has just the right balance of rich tomato flavor and piquant spices, a special flavor that no other brand has ever matched.
3: And I know from experience that means extra pep and appetizing goodness for all economy and Latin dishes.
1: So, So, friends, next time, insist on Del Monte tomato sauce. A whole generation of good cooks have depended on Del Monte for matchless flavor. Now we take you back to Cairo and tonight's Rocky Jordan story, The Secret of Wong Lee.
3: Well, the hearing was all set for 10 the next morning, with me as a star witness of Dr. Wong Lee's deliberate murder of John McGrath. Now all I could hope for was something more to tell try and justify in some way what Dr. Lee had done. The one place to begin was right back to Lee's home. When I got there, the house was all dark. I was about to try the front door when I saw the knob slowly turn, I ducked back into the shadows. Coming softly out was the girl servant, Ha Singh, her arms loaded with books and papers. I held it till she was well down the street and then followed. She turned away from the Chinese colony and before long into the busy traffic along the Sharia Solomon Pasha. Just as she hailed a cab, I decided it was time to stop. Harsing. Wait, Oh, Mr. Jordan, you
2: must not follow.
3: I've got to talk to you. No, please. It's about Dr. Lee.
2: We can do nothing for him now, nothing.
3: But we've got to. He must have had some idea of what he planned to do.
2: I cannot answer.
3: It is his wish. You seem in a big hurry to get all that stuff away from his house. Why, does it hold the answer?
2: Please, commit me to go, Mr. Jordan. Who
3: was McGrath? Why would Dr. Lee kill him and say nothing? Tell me, Arsene. No, I must go. Mr. Jones, let me go. As Arsene twisted away from me, one of the books slipped from her arms. In the time it took me to pick it up, she jumped into the waiting taxi and it pulled away fast. So I turned my attention to the book in my hand. By the light of a stall window, I saw it was an ordinary ledger, but the writing was in Chinese. And That took me to my friend Dick Archer. He'd been an interpreter in the Chinese theater during the war, and he could help took a little time to get him out of bed.
7: Oh, this better be good, Rocky. You broke up a beautiful dream. I'm sorry, Dick. Just tell
3: me how the scratchings in this book come out in English, huh?
7: Uh, oh, this is very dull. Just some bookkeeping. Let's see. Kwan Sen, 500 pounds. o 500 pounds. Everett Hank, 200 pounds. Piker, huh? Go on, Dick. <laughs> oh, there's several more names and figures. Oh, speaking of figures. Come on, come on. What else is there? (laughs) Same names and figures repeat for the last three months. What is it? Blackmail? Shakedown?
3: I don't know for sure. But Kwong Sen could tell me. Well, thanks, Dick. You can get back to your dream now.
1: My humble
6: house sleeps at this
3: hour. Are you Kwong Sen?
6: I am Kwong Sen, he who sells herbs and spices in the bazaar. Why am I honored by your presence?
3: I'm Rocky Jordan, a friend of Dr. Wong Lee. We've got to help him. If
6: there were only a way
3: now... Don't tell me you won't even try.
6: None can help him now, not even his own son. He has a son? In Alexandria, with the army intelligence. But he too will understand...
3: Phuong Sen, you've been paying Dr. Lee 500 pounds each month for the past three months. Is that right?
6: There is only one way that you could know of this. And so you do not come to help.
3: I'm doing this for Dr. Lee.
6: No, Mr. Jordan. For 15 years, my people live in honor in Cairo. It is Dr. Lee's wish that we remain so.
3: He wants it even to the point of killing?
6: It was his choice.
3: And why McGrath? Who was he? My lips closed. Even as they don't... Hwang Sen, listen to me. I moved on to the home of Hosai, but this time there was no answer to my knock. The next was the same. I tried a couple of more, but word was already around the colony and it was shut tight. So then I switched to McGrath, a guy with a sailor's tongue and manner that meant he'd been at sea a long time. I moved around the Nile front bars in Bulak, hunting a lead on McGrath, but a shrug was the best I got for my efforts. And it was close to morning when I spotted an all-night game operating by a flickering light under one of the river docks.
7: All right, got along with you, Mr. Toplight for strangers.
3: Does uh, this stuff help make me
7: a member? I know, a life member while your money lasts. Lay down a sizable bill for the next roll.
3: Uh, it's down.
7: All right, now here goes. Snake eyes, craps. You win, lad. I'll let it ride. Oh, you think Lady Luck's with you, eh?
3: Not in finding John McGrath.
7: Oh, McGrath, you say, no. Well, you needn't be looking for him here.
3: They say he's in Cairo.
7: For three months running, living like the best of them.
3: Ah, on what?
7: We don't ask and care less. All right, your money's covered. Still my role.
3: Where was McGrath sailing,
7: say, uh, 15 years ago? Here, now. Is it the man or his past you be looking for? little of both.
3: He ever take a cargo out of China? A human cargo, maybe?
7: (laughs) You know McGrath well, lad. With his own ship sailing the Yellow Sea and points beyond... Ah, look, you win again I didn't make my point
3: I'll still let it ride Tell me what McGrath was like
7: Let any man tell you that McGrath can never get a ship or a crew no more Him and his evil ways All right, it's left his role
3: Wouldn't cut you in, huh?
7: Why, he'll cut you in And your throat to the bargain You still be hunting for him?
3: Oh, didn't I tell you?
7: He's dead Oh, is he now? There's them that won't mourn this day Except for the man who killed him Oh, thanks, Pop uh, Wait, son, you just won again Here, take your money
3: Yeah, uh, you take it Send it to your dear old Mither in Ireland
7: Ireland, is it? I'll well, have you know I was born in Boston
3: It took just that long To find my answer The last kind I wanted So I went back to the tambourine And stayed there All I could do now Was be up the hearing And tell them enough To convict the venerable Dr. Lee of murder But nothing more even when I was sure I had the answer. And shortly before 10 that morning, I started for the hearing in the court on Sharia Gisan. I parked a couple of blocks from there on a side street, and that was my mistake. I'd just made the sidewalk. half a dozen healthy Orientals were all around me, and it all went according to plan. I put up all the fight I had till a damp cloth went over my face, and the fumes poured in like a hot ocean wave, and I sunk under. Where there was never... A ray of sunlight was what finally opened my eyes. I saw it was from a crack between boards that walled a small shed where I lay. My hands and feet were numb from cords that bound them tight. But then I felt those on my feet suddenly loosen and I knew I wasn't alone. I will soon have you free, Mr. Jordan. i sing. What are you doing here? What time is it?
2: After the hour of noon.
3: Oh, yeah. The hearing must be over. Is this your plan? Please,
2: Mr. Jordan... There are those wiser than I who wish to spare Dr. Wongley what you must accuse.
3: Dr. Lee wanted me to witness against him, Hussing. This doesn't help. He'll still have to stand trial.
2: Perhaps that is not so. What does that mean? You're free now, Mr. Jordan. Now you must go quickly.
3: Would you want it that way if I said I knew everything? Everything? How your people came to Egypt by boat 15 years ago? The captain of that boat was a man named John McGrath? And
2: the secret is known.
3: I've told nobody, Hussing. I bet McGrath didn't bring you right into Cairo. No.
2: We landed near the Rasavaran. I was then but a baby. Failing add agriculture, we came into Cairo.
3: With passports all in order.
2: Mr. Jordan, Dr. Lee, in his wisdom, would have it no other way. But then, even he knew a little of the language and had to trust another.
3: So McGrath took care of everything. Passports, papers, he had it all arranged. Yes. Then it takes him 15 years to come back and find out there's money to be had from your people now. He goes right to Dr. Lee to tell him the passports were phony from the beginning. You're all living illegally in Egypt.
2: We were helpless, Mr. Jordan. What could we do?
3: Just what McGrath said, pay off. Dr. Lee collected from each member of the colony and McGrath was riding high.
2: So you found the ledger which I dropped?
3: Where were you taking it, Hussing?
2: To the attorney of Dr. Lee. It was his desire also to protect us as best he could now. Sure. Mr. Jordan? Yes, Hussing. Dr. Lee chose to kill that evil man in order to save our people. It would not be well if his sacrifice went for nothing.
3: Don't worry, Hussing. No one will hear about it from me. I left Hasing, walked over to the Sharia Solomon Pasha, and caught a taxi to headquarters. There was still nothing more I wanted to tell. But I knew Sam was beating the bushes for me by now, and I wanted it over with. Jordan, I gave you
6: express orders that you were to appear at the hearing of Dr. Lee at 10 this morning, knowing full well that you would take every possible means of avoiding it. Supposing I told you I was on my way there. But three hours too late. Jordan, do you not know that the penalty for contempt of this sort is most severe? All right, so get it on your bladder. Get it over with. Yes, but it appears that you are most fortunate. How so? Dr. Lee is a man of many years, the... The shock of this thing seems to have brought a great change over him. It was thought best to postpone the hearing until tomorrow. I'll be there. Jordan, it is obvious that the past few hours have held great activity for you.
5: Oh, I've
6: been around. Your intent, I am sure, was to learn something which might in some manner extenuate Dr. Lee's crime.
3: And what now can you tell? That Dr. Wang Lee shot and
6: killed John McGrath. Nothing more, Jordan? Nothing more.
3: Exactly how is Dr. Lee, Sam?
6: It's hard to say. His son is on leave from his Army Intelligence Post in Alexandria to be by his side. Hmm. What'd you say? I said that Dr. Lee's son is on leave from his Army Intelligence Post. That's all I wanted to know.
3: Kwong Sen told me the same thing. Straighten your fez, Sam. Jordan, what are you talking about? And am through talking, Sam.
1: Come on, I'll show you. In just a moment, Rocky Jordan returns to conclude tonight's story. Well, here it is, March already. It won't be long now till spring is officially here. And spring means fine weather, and fine weather means picnics.
2: And picnics, Larry, mean bring along that bottle of Del Monte catsup.
1: Well, sure enough. But why wait? Del Monte catsup can make eating lots more fun any time. Mmm, that rich, lively-tasting flavor can sure give plain foods a great big boost.
2: That's right, Larry. I've never seen a catsup that pleases the men folks more. It's that zippy, zesty flavor that does the trick.
1: Yes, you have to hand it to Del Monte for showing folks just how taste-tempting catsup can be. You see, Del Monte is the only catsup made with pineapple vinegar, and pineapple vinegar really coaxes out all the best flavor from red vine-ripened tomatoes, blends perfectly with those fragrant spices Del Monte uses, gives you a catsup that's nothing less than outstanding, yet... It actually costs less than many other quality brands. Give yourself a flavor treat, friends. Buy Del Monte catsup next time. Back now to Rocky Jordan for the conclusion of tonight's story.
3: I didn't give Sam a chance to say no. I took him out, put him in my car, and we drove fast through Cairo down to the governmental center and pulled up at the immigration building. Sam was still sputtering as we went up inside and up to the main desk. But Jordan, I still do not... Save it, Sam. Uh, May I help you, sir? Look, this man here with me is a captain of the police. Jordan, he can see that. I want some action and fast. Uh, What is it you want, sir? Get me all the passport records of that Chinese colony over in the Sharian Affair and make it quick. At once, sir. Jordan, you will explain why we have created this ridiculous scene. Uh, You'll find out. Just look at the records. Look at them good. Indeed. How can passport records help Dr. Lee? Why do you think Dr. Lee killed McGrath? Only to stop a phony passport shakedown. Regardless of this, Jordan, I cannot understand your actions. Even this cannot save him. Maybe not, but it'll save plenty of others. Look at the records, Sam. Then find out who's been here lately to get some facts for himself. Jordan, where are you going? You'll find me, Sam, in the office of Dr. Lee's attorney, Elworth (laughs) Gerard. Jordan. Yes, here's the ledger book you've been wanting, Gerard, with all the records of McGrath's shakedown. Ha dropped it last night. uh, Yes, of course. Thank you. You know, Dr. Lee was a pretty smart man, wasn't he?
4: Most intelligent, yes. It's regrettable.
3: When McGrath told him that his people were living illegally in Egypt, Dr. Lee didn't dare check with the immigration office himself. But he would go to someone else. He'd go to you, Gerard, right? Mr. Jordan, if his attorney... Yes, if his attorney, you could have found out. He'd have made sure you did before he started paying.
4: Mr. Jordan, I'll confess that I did. McGrath was right. But naturally, I kept what I learned in confidence, as I feel you should.
7: Yeah,
3: you let Wang Lee and his people go right on thinking what McGrath had told him was true, but you knew better.
4: What are you trying to say?
3: I don't know how you and McGrath got together, Gerard, but it was a great setup. How much did he cut you in for? You'd better get out of here, Jordan. He even had me fooled till I remembered about Dr. Lee's son. His son? With the army intelligence. What's the first thing the authorities would do before taking somebody into intelligence? Check his background and that of his family. They'd have learned if there was something wrong, only there wasn't. Wasn't
4: there, Mr. Jordan? Every cent
3: McGrath collected was based on your lie. You're just as guilty of McGrath's murder as Dr. Lee himself. You'll never... That paperweight won't fix it. All right. See?
5: <laughs> no. No, Jordan, no more. All right. Get up. Get up. <laughs>
3: Jordan, I am looking for Elworth Gerard. You'll find his coat right behind this door, Sam, on the coat rack. Gerard is still in it. Sam was real busy for a while with Gerard. My part of the job was done, but I made it a threesome with him back to headquarters. I sat for a while in Sam's office till he could join me. When he finally came in, there was a look on his face like the sphinx...
6: Jordan, you have many strange ways of learning what you would know. But I must give you full credit. What's new from the immigration office, Sam? The legal status of Dr. Lee and his people in Cairo is and always has been in good order, as you perhaps knew.
3: Finally, Elwood Gerard knew it, too.
6: Having handled Dr. Lee's affairs for many years, he could not help but have known. But the people of the colony are now free from their fears.
3: That isn't going to help Dr. Lee.
6: Jordan, no man will ever have to judge his guilt sam is in the hands of allah or whoever guided his destiny he died quietly in his sleep but a few moments ago <laughs> being a doctor himself he knew that when he made his sacrifice for his people he had but a few hours to live that was the true secret of dr wong lee <laughs>
1: For the finest in tomato flavor, enjoy the whole family of Del Monte tomato products.
2: Del Monte catsup and chili sauce. Del Monte tomato sauce and tomato juice. And Del Monte whole peeled tomatoes.
1: Remember, buy wisely. Buy for flavor. Buy Del Monte. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Rocky Jordan, written by Gomer Kuhl and Larry Roman, stars Jack Moyles in the title role with Jane Avello as Sam Sabaya and is produced and directed by Cliff Howell with original music conducted and directed by Richard Arant. Remember, you have a date next week at the Café Tambourine run by Rocky Jordan. Same time, same station. And the story is The White Beetle. Want to brighten your meal with sunny, tropical flavor? Then you want Del Monte Pineapple. For salads, dessert, or a refreshing drink, choose from five styles. Sliced, crushed, chunks, tidbits, or juice. You'll really enjoy the luscious flavor of Del Monte Pineapple. Larry Thor speaking. Rocky Jordan is presented over
0: CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our latest adventure with Rocky Jordan. And don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow with more adventure with those Texas Rangers going live at 5pm GMT. As I mentioned earlier, we've got a supporter page at patreon.com forward slash Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Thanks for listening. I'll be with you seven days a week, each and every week. And I'll see you tomorrow on Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Love you. Bye.